you have to treat yourself like you treat your friends are you going to keep saying shit to them no are you going to criticize their body their habits and tell them they're not good enough no so why would you do it to yourself start off with like a bit of a bio like who you are what you do and how you got started cool so i'm neharika korsodi i know that's um, not very easy for everyone to pronounce so it's just neharika and um i now i'm a full time creative entrepreneur and a writer but i was just working a normal corporate job and then i planned to quit it at 25 which was about 14 15 months ago and it happened because i was side hustling as a writer and then i quit to start freelance writing but then i somehow jumped into making a cohort based course which has got sold out throughout every time it opens and uh, i have certain several digital products and i have a decent following across platforms so but at okay. the core of it all i'm still just a writer and i want to sort of educate people mhm now how did you get started writing i've been writing since i was 7 so i i'm not sure if i'm the <laughs> ideal candidate for this question that's why every time somebody asks me that how did you grow so fast like when they see my linkedin profile and that's when i just say that i've been writing since i was a kid it's just that i wasn't writing online that being said the the skill of writing was still being carved through all these years and i was still writing online since i was 18 through like blogs or quora or even instagram once upon a time so yeah. i just think i've been like super passionate about it yeah you've been in the game for a while <laughs> Um so what did you do before you started um like working as a full-time creator? So I was working in the corporate sector in a digital transformation place so the company is called Genpact it's all across the world the headquarters are in New York and um I was working in HR transformation so what we did was um try to sort of create these lean HR processes for just the company to work more efficiently and uh, that's that's not what the company does the company does a lot of things but that's what i did so i was into lean six sigma and hr transformation and i also somehow handled the communications just because i was really i was really creative so my manager just told me why don't you handle the communications which goes to like the cxo level so i did that as well yeah okay so did that transition to like um becoming a creator was that like a gradual thing like did you kind of start that while you were at the corporate job or was that more of like a like a decision to so i was at a corporate job because i followed the simple simple template right you study and then you study some more and then you just do a job that's what everyone does and uh, when i was doing my masters i did my masters in england and then i did it in um uh, human resource management and when and then i solo traveled when i was 21 years old it did occur to me that time that i want to do something different but i was so young and you know so naive and i thought that okay like this is just a daydream and let's get back to just exploring and stuff like that but then um, during my uh, the transition happened because i was actually really bored at work when we started work from home so i just started reading blogs online and um, watch these random youtube videos and that is when i discovered like there is something known as side hustling and that people can actually do what they love full time and make a living out of it without slogging 8 hours a day so i've been living a 4 hour work day pretty much since i started and it's been going great for me 
What does a majority of your your time kind of look like as a as a creator? Is it mostly like writing or like because you also do courses and, and right. like that. what does that split look like? So I only do my course four times a year. The reason being I want it to be exciting for me. I don't want to keep selling to my audience. And it's more and also I sort of want everything to be a side hustle. I don't want it to get boring. So if my course becomes a main hustle and happens every month, then it's just like a bit monotonous. So um, my time looks like, so I ed- now I'm outsourcing s- some small tasks. For instance, copy pasting my threads into newsletters. That's something I can save my t- time on. And I, I need more time to just like creatively work on my ideas. So I still write and edit on Medium, which takes like nearly two hours every single day. I've recently started a YouTube channel because I want to build something from zero. I'm a bit tired of the following and the responsibility that comes with it. So I want to play around as a beginner. And um, yeah, and I have two weekly newsletters that go out. There are LinkedIn posts that have to go out as scheduled tweets. So it mainly goes in writing. And um, by that, I don't mean like writing, writing, but yeah, like stuff around writing and the business, stuff around business. Right. Yeah. Now, how is like writing on Medium? Is that like monetizable? Like, I mean, I'm, it seems yeah. like you'd make money off of that. But is that so like, how does that work? Medium is like you, YouTube for writers because Medium pays you for reading time of the members. So that is one thing. Another is that if you're a good writer and you get into good publications, then you get freelance opportunities. And then there are obviously affiliate deals and collaborations that um, I don't pick up as much because I don't like medium is one place where I'm writing for myself. So I kind of don't want to get that salesy vibe, but that's a third option of monetization. How? Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Um, So how has that like been, you said you started a YouTube channel recently. How has it been kind of like, shifting over to making videos has that been like i don't know like it's a rocky really, transition or? it's really awkward because talking to a camera is when you cannot even see yourself is damn awkward and uh, it just like makes you it's just weird to talk into nothing right and secondly when i talk on video i realize that you know how writing needs to be dramatized with a perfect hook and the transition of a story, the, you know, simple, just the introduction, body conclusion. The YouTube video follows the same storytelling, but it needs to be a bit dramatic because you need to retain attention. And when I watch my videos, like I'm only nine videos old. So I still feel like there's a lot of scope for improvement, but I'm enjoying the process because I know like if this may eventually grow if I'm putting in the work, right? If I'm showing up consistently for two years, there's no way it won't grow if I'm improving with time. But um, it's it's fun because I'm not editing my videos. I'm only recording them. But And I'm not working on scripts because I already have over 400 articles to look at. But otherwise, it's just weird to like sit there and record yourself. And, uh, you know, like I don't have an Instagram-friendly home. As in like my corners of my room are not decorated to click nice pictures. They're just It's just normal room. So I'm also tired of the same background. So these nitty gritties are quite annoying, but it's fun. That's cool. Yeah. No, it definitely is really strange just talking into a camera and just being like, I don't know. There's a certain like. Yeah. I, and I don't like plan on. Yourself to nothing. 
exactly and i don't plan on buying any equipment anytime soon because like at least unless i hit like 25000 subscribers why would i spend so much money on buying equipment yeah exactly no that makes sense now you said that you just kind of like um pull from your medium articles do you have to like adapt um like your i guess like what it says to like be in a more youtube friendly format uh so i'm now getting feedback since i've been since i've made now nine videos so now i i'm kind of getting the gist of what's working and what isn't and i've realized that what hasn't been working is the lack of structure that i have in my videos because and you can free flow an article and then edit it but with a youtube video you cannot edit the entire structure of the video because i'm still there talking about the same things so now i need to be more careful and my video editor has told me that stick to the headings in your articles don't just go all around the place so that is something i'm going to start working on but i'm i'm still learning the channel is like not even a month old <laughs> yeah no that makes sense but i mean I feel like that's an easier transition than it could be for like I don't know like a photographer getting into video cuz like you'd have more like the technical side but I think YouTube like the story is really important which you have in writing right Yeah I think so I I'm glad like that work is already done there's no mm, I don't have to think about what to write because there's plenty of stuff already written I mean what to talk about because there's plenty of stuff already written so I sort of escaped that entire ideation and script writing process because of this reason. Yeah, definitely. Have you seen any like major um differences in like the I guess the audiences between writing and YouTube and just like the general space? Like how have you seen any differences between those? I have seen differences between my Medium and Twitter versus my LinkedIn. which is that on medium there's audience primarily from the west and on twitter it's a mix uh and west and europe on medium and then on twitter it's a mix but then on linkedin it's primarily from india from youtube it's just like a thousand people or 15 1500 people so uh i think it's 80% from india and then there's us and then there's other places so Yeah but the thing is the fact that I've been writing about side hustling and all of that which is a very <laughs> western thing to do because so many of people so many people in the west are like you know that entire great resignation happened so because because I I have that as my niche I'm eventually going to pivot to that I'm not going to just keep talking about productivity or surface level things because I want to establish myself as an expert in what I do because I have been one So there is that yeah. cultural difference but I think like stuff like productivity and self improvement and career advice and stuff like that um these are some similar themes that I think audiences from across regions can relate to. Yeah, definitely. You said that like you mentioned the side hustling thing is like more of a western thing is that what you were saying is that um like It's not so as... prevalent in India because we don't we kind of don't have work life balance we work a lot. So there's no time Fair. for side hustle. Huh. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, so a lot of people like... still do it. Like those who oh, want yeah. to do it still do it, but um it's not so common. Yeah. Just like part-time jobs sense. are not so common here. Oh, huh, yeah. Okay, so I want to get back to like writing and how you got into that. Um so how can like people get into writing as like 
I don't know, like if you're trying to start being a writing focused creator, how can you like get into that? Oh, you mean create content around writing or be a writer? Uh, like create content around writing. I'm not very pro creating content around writing in the beginning because I think it's important to have some sort of credibility. It's the same as um somebody with like hundred dollars in their bank account talking about how to make a million dollars when they've never made one, you know, when they've never made a million. So, yeah. um, but apart from that, I think when you so on the online world, you need to have some credibility. Otherwise, people spot the fluff. And you don't want to be that person who's faking it. So how I would go about it if I were to create content around writing is firstly, I would just write enough that my writing speaks for me and I'm not blabbering in thin air and then write about what strategy, make it educational. What strategies work for you? Why do they work? What is your process? If you're creating content around that and helping people, I think like that is what a writing content creator would do. I I make it like... I make talking about writing the last thing I talk about because I don't want to be that writer who talks about writing because there's simply too many people who are not even writers doing that. So I would say first establish credibility so you have authority in what you say and people want to listen to you and then talk about stuff that works so you can help people. Mm-hmm. Now, and then you'll like have more trying... people coming your way. So, Right. Yeah. Now, if you're like um already like have some credibility as a writer what are some of like the mediums um not not not, like platform that like are best for i guess uh like growing an audience and like doing that and monetizing i think twitter is great if you had to ignore everything else and you have less time and just focus on one i would advocate twitter and also because twitter has a big 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 writing community and there are lots of writers there so I think Twitter is a great place to be in. You can get into these different communities. And when you're writing good content, people also have an eye out when they want to hire somebody. That's one thing. But um, even when you have Twitter, having a portfolio of work is important. So don't just go to somebody and say, like, could you hire me for this? That isn't how it works. But if you just say, hey, like, these are 75 articles I've written around finance. And I see you're hiring for finance writing. Can you Can you check it out? So the probability of getting work doing this is much higher than can you hire me for whatever you want. So don't do that. But otherwise, Twitter is great. And also Twitter is great to like build a newsletter, especially with the new review integration and have a lead magnet and just like keep building from there, from a lead magnet to a product, from product to a service and maybe a bigger like something like a course or webinar, things like that. So Twitter is great. That's cool. Oh, that makes a lot of sense how it's because it is like a text focused platform um, and then you can also add those other things now if you're like a creator that's like video focused um i don't know like how could you use um i guess more writing focused things because like you're already probably writing scripts and all of that kind of stuff so you have some experience how can you use like more writing focused platforms to i guess like grow your audience and community I think uh, LinkedIn's writing focused. And the best thing about LinkedIn is that you don't just... I I once made videos for eight straight weeks and they worked. Like they got anywhere between thirty to 80,000 views, which is way above my expectations because uh, LinkedIn is so, so organic that way that you don't need followers and it just spreads the word really quickly. 
so yeah i think for something like that linkedin's great but otherwise um, i think as a writer you just even if you're just writing you just have to still pick as to okay i'm a writer am i going to continue being a freelance writer which is trading a service for time or am i going to go into the entrepreneurial side which is what i did so i think that is the first decision to make before all of this because not everyone who's a writer wants to have a newsletter or a product some of them want to be authors 10 years later and they want to freelance until then and that's fine so if, um, i think like sorting out that goal is the first step mm, yeah that makes a lot of sense okay i kind of want to like switch it up a little bit and talk about you have your your course and then you have some other things as well um i just kind of want to like ask you how you kind of got inspired to like make those things and like what kind of sparked the original thought to develop those it was so random because um i mean i'll start with the course because that happened in the beginning it was so random because i was in bed after my surgery and i was really really upset because um i thought being on bed for four weeks would be fun because i'll watch netflix and read books but i got tired in three four days and it was really boring and um after a week or so it sort of brings your head to a very negative headspace because everyone around you is living their lives and you're just there in bed so it kind of sucks and then i just had this idea that i have sort of proven that i can grow across platforms and um and that to like grow quickly and grow fast so what are my strategies and i'm really lazy so i don't wake up early and i'm not like super super productive but like the time that i used to work i'm very productive that time so i thought if i could share my strategies would it help others and then i just tweeted about it that if you were to learn consistency from me something like that like would you want to join in some something like that right and over i think like 126 people commented on that and then i sent all of them a google form and then like a nearly like i think 70 80 of them filled it and then i took like 40 people from 20 countries created a slack group and then all free of cost i worked with them for 3 weeks and then it turns out that what i'm teaching actually works so i was i, I was surprised as well and um, then i put it on gum road as a course and i put on like an early bird thing like if you buy it within 10 days there's a lesser price and then the price increases and i was actually shocked that people started praying and since then like with every quote i was still as surprised that people are actually paying to learn for me and i also got a lot of social proof that worked because what i'm teaching works which is why people are coming in and then they share the results which are put on the page and then more people come in so and I, also i am improving with time i started with like 20 like the first course was free and with 40 people and then i started with 25 people and then i scaled it down to 15 people because i realized that like i'm i'm still young i can always make more money i can always scale it up but i want to like sort of get on these one on one conversations with everyone learn from them about what's not working out so in the future i can keep solving for what can work out so that's that's the story of my course and we just finished that's like our last cohort for this year like uh two weeks ago nice that's so cool that's such a such an interesting story <laughs> you got, got started most people are just like oh i wanted to make more money but it's like i just oh, I, i never wanted a course because it's a, i and i tell everyone like if you want to make money then don't make a course because 
it's not going to happen and you're going to end up selling your soul for it when you keep selling it keep selling it and i'm glad like with my course it's reached a point like our previous cohort uh by the time i sent my first email half of it was already taken because like people found the website and then they enrolled themselves anyway so over a month before we started the entire cohort was sold out so i'm kind of glad like it's at that stage and i don't have to sell it but um if i was doing it for money i think then it would not be 15 people it would be 100 people and this and that but no don't do it for the money it's probably not going to work out <laughs> yeah i really like what you said before about like um how you did the first one for free and then you had that as like yeah. the social proof that it like actually worked i feel like yeah a lot of people are not a lot of people are not willing to do that and i've spoken to people who take advice and when i tell them this they just say that i'm not going to work for free and then the co and i've actually seen some courses not working out because what they think works did not work and that's okay but if you did it for free you probably sort of talk to so many people about how can i help more and integrate that and then your next code would probably you know sell out or fill up but the fact that you're not open to that opportunity of learning from mistakes kind of already closes door for you doors for you right yeah no that makes sense i think that's really valuable cuz like i'm a photographer and so the whole thing with photography is like you have to do work for free which is kind of like it's not always true but that's what everyone says um cuz like no one knows if you're good or not but it's like the same thing with building a course i guess really any kind of um writing or like videos or anything like that that's yeah really and i i i think it's good right like if people so if people are learning from my linkedin medium and twitter and then and if they like it they're more likely to pay like $1 for like one product or even $100 for a product but if i'm not doing it at all and i'm the stranger who just says okay now buy from buy from me because i have followers i don't think that's going to work out and especially like when they don't know if what i'm teaching them or what i'm selling even works right yeah no you you kind of do have to have that especially if you're trying to um like charge for it but yeah no that's really cool now you also Thank mentioned you. that you were like learning from the from the i guess people taking your course um yeah. was that like an intentional mindset as you're going in or did you kind of just like be like oh i did this um or like i could do this better or like this is like a way to fix this problem uh i think it's both ways i think one of them is like a spiritual belief that i want to make money to be a consequence of doing extremely good work instead of chasing money and not being excellent right like i would rather be damn good and then earn money because i'm damn good instead of just earning money and i think like money comes to you when you're doing really well so when you're good at what you do and you add value so one of them was that i want to understand like more issues that people face with why are they not consistent and see how i can solve for it which is why i have these one on one conversations right and obviously that sort of goes as a as a mentoring session for that as well that they get some direction in a call even before the course starts and then they can sort of you know pursue the course in that direction so that's one thing but secondly like and this is public even in my products that i am a work in progress i've only been self employed for 14 15 months so i want my people around me and my audience to grow as i'm growing and i want to keep adding value to them 
so that's why and it's just that even teaching learning is always a two way process teaching is a two way process just because i'm teaching a course doesn't mean i don't learn from people i learn so much from them but they don't even realize it and and that's how every course is improving with its previous co like with its coming cohort so because like i'm learning new things about what's working out and what isn't so i think it just sort of is happening <laughs> because i'm open to learning and no i'm also open to like a lot of criticism i tell everyone that if something if you didn't like something please tell me because if you don't like it chance other people may not like it and i can improve it like here on that's a really good mindset to have i really like that cuz like you can always <laughs> improve yourself like there's always something you can do better even if you're like the best like there's always something so uh, there's this really famous quote from a bollywood movie which is that if you chase um instead of chasing success chase excellence and success will come to you that's a good one i like that <laughs> no i kind of there's this idea of like the imposter syndrome did you ever kind of experience that cuz i know you've you've written for a long time so you have a lot of experience was that something that happened or not it's like i didn't even know something like that exists and until i joined twitter and people kept talking about it and then i had to look it up and i was like oh god like why are so many people feeling the same way uh to be very honest i actually haven't experienced the imposter syndrome only because 2020 was a really transformational time for me because i was this really low on self esteem corporate rat who just thought that okay this is life and this is how we go about it and i never thought out of the box right and to do what i do today and to just like you know shatter the glass ceiling which is above me i had to create the mindset that i have today even if a year ago you told me i'm going to have a course that people are coming for that and you know like the next opening the next seats open in first week of november and only three of them will open i think and five people have already reached out to me that they like they want to know when are they opening i would have never imagined in my wildest of dreams that firstly i will teach and secondly i will do everything that i'm doing today which is like not a job having my own thing this was never a part of the plan so um something that's really essential to have this kind of a mindset is like not having a negative self talk so i monitor my self talk i'm not i i treat i just think like you have to treat yourself like you treat your friends are you going to keep saying shit to them no are you going to criticize their body their habits and tell them they're not good enough no so why would you do it to yourself that's awesome so i kind of that treat myself a, nicely <laughs> that's such a good way to phrase that i love that that's like <laughs> something that i know so many people struggle with and it's like it's there's not really like i don't know why exactly it's just some like human psychology thing but it's like yeah for I, sure I like that way of thinking about it negativity bias is real i mean if i get 600 good comments and one is bad it i i sort of look at that one comment and feel bad about it and then like now that i know like this is a negativity bias i kind of get over it but i think it's natural but you have to keep you just have to know that you you're here to win and you're going to keep saying good things to yourself because that's what winners do yeah definitely now you mentioned um like consistency in relation to your courses and how you one of the problems that you solve with a lot of people is like how to be consistent now what were yeah. like some of the barriers that you saw um when people were like trying to be more consistent 
I feel lack of systems because um and you're a photographer so your field is creative as well I don't think you can make a living out of anything if you only leave it to inspiration you sometimes have to go out there no matter whether you're inspired or not and um, maybe for you it's like it doesn't always have to be chasing a sunset sometimes you just have to go out there and you'll find something and you'll picture it and then you'll just think oh god i can't believe like i saw it here i would have never imagined it but you still have to go out right it doesn't happen sitting at home same with writing you have to have a system so you have to show up and write and you have to have these systems which make sure you don't have a writer's block and whatsoever so i think lack of systems is the single biggest biggest barrier that i see with everyone and those systems are um, relevant whether you writing is your side hustle or your main hustle and it just makes things easier so why not have a system that's so true i think as well like getting started and like building that system it's like with this podcast i've um kind of had to do that because it's like there's gonna be a lot of bad stuff that comes out of it like not everything can be good but like if you have the system and you produce the work eventually something's gonna happen and like eventually you're gonna you're gonna make a good episode or you're gonna write a good article yeah I think um, another two two things that you have to make peace with is first is that your first 50 to 100 content, your first 50 pieces of any content will probably be shit. And that's fine. Just know that they will be shit so you can cross 50 content pieces, whether it's a LinkedIn post or an article or a video. I mean, I'm on my ninth YouTube video and I know that first 50 to 100 will not get any traction. It's not going to get 100k views. And that's fine. I've made peace with it instead of feeling bad about it. So just like befriending the fact that you have to publish that much is easier than feeling disappointed. And second is that there's no way around doing the work, you know. So how to be a writer? Write. How to be a photographer? Click pictures and learn along the way. But you cannot escape writing if you want to be a writer. So every time somebody asks me how to be a writer, I just say you have to write. (laughs) That's all. Just write. (laughs) that's so fair it's so simple but yeah sometimes people struggle just like getting those systems down which i don't know i guess talking to someone can definitely help with that but that's really cool yeah now what is this is like a bit of a more one-off question what is like one piece of advice that like when you were starting off you would have like liked to hear that would have helped you i guess like in any part of your career uh, so like before I started writing or just in the beginning of when I started working? Just like in the beginning. Okay, so when I started working, I wish I was told that I don't have to follow a standardized template just because the entire world is. And that I've always been creative since I was a kid. And the real world can also work that way. I can still be that creative kid you know, who as a single child worked on, uh, painted on weekends and wrote on weekends and just danced in front of the mirror. And I wish people told me that I could still be that kid. But um, all of that got killed because my corporate journey started. So I wish somebody told me that. And I would have continued writing like on the side long back. Yeah, definitely. No, especially like, I feel like it's getting more socially acceptable to be like, yeah just like a creative and like doing what you actually like love to do which is really awesome to see 
Yeah, and when you love to do something and you're good at it and it adds value, then nobody can anyway talk down to you because you're good. So why would they talk down to you? So just believing that you can do that is a thing. Nice. Yeah, I like that. All right. So this is uh, getting to the end of our time here. I have one question that I always ask. (laughs) Yeah, this has been a good, good episode. There's been a lot of value in a short period of time. I love to see it. I'm glad. So one uh, one question I ask all my guests is, uh, what is one thing under $50 that you'd recommend everyone buy? It can be like anything just to improve their life. Oh, there's this book called Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. Please buy it. <laughs> because that, that book like single-handedly transitioned my life to like 180 degrees. So please, there's nothing else that I advocate more. And um, it helped me work on my negative self-talk that I was talking about, on creating these goals that I never thought I will, and on literally pursuing the life that I never imagined I ever will be able to pursue. So that's under $50 nice that's perfect books are one of those things that are like so so beyond their like i guess intrinsic value like a book is like what like ten dollars and it's like it can go so far beyond that and like giving you some knowledge to just improve your like happiness or improve your exactly um, like social life or anything exactly i'm i mean every everyone should read there's no debating around that yeah definitely all right so as we wrap up are there any any projects that you're working on that are uh, like taking a lot of your time right now if you're interested uh a lot of my time right now so um it's not a project but it's this thing in my head that i'm still yet to block like two hours away from the world and just work with a pen on paper i really want to encourage solopreneurship and see how i can work with people probably like in terms of a three-day crash course or something like that, just to, because these are the questions I'm receiving so often about how can we do what you're doing? And I want to, and I want to tell them that it's not undoable. So I think I want to work around that and I'm going to figure out how in 2023, but like the work for 2023 starts today, it doesn't start in 2023. So that is definitely taking up a lot of headspace. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I like to hear that because it's like, some shorter shorter courses like that i definitely think are really valuable as it's like yeah and some and completely hands-on i don't want to motivate or inspire someone and tell them that believe in yourself and um, and all of that works right the boring advice is boring because it works and it's been said too often but um if i could just sort of help them with a lot of exercises that's worked for me over the f- past 15 months i think it can be really 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 valuable yeah, I totally agree, especially, like, some of, like, um, I've heard the term thrown around, it's, like, actionable tips is, like, I think that's really interesting, because it's, like, some people just need, like, a few things that they can, like, just start working on, like, immediately, and then it, like, kind of gets, right. gets them going. All right, so, Agreed. do you have any, any, uh, socials you want to plug or anything? Yeah, I would. Uh, my Twitter is at Niharika Sodi, which is N-I-H-A-R-I-K-A-S-O-D-H-I. Um, I, I guess that's about it. And my Twitter and my YouTube channel is Niharika Korsodi, which I think you'll read the name in the podcast. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the episode. Thank you for having me.